0: Hi, right, my friends. What's going on? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode here of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast, answering your jazz questions five days a week, happy to help you learn how to play jazz, shorten the learning curve, have more fun than ever playing your instrument. That's what this is all about here. We have a really great question here today. This is from one of our Inner Circle members named Paul. And Paul says and asks, how do I determine which melody to follow if presented with different kinds of in, of interpretations of a jazz standard. So how do I determine which melody to follow if presented with different kinds of interpretations of a jazz standard? In other words, the issue that comes up quite a bit when you're going to learn a jazz tune is different musicians will take certain liberties with the melody. And I'm sure you've found this out if you've done any studying with jazz and try to learn melodies by ear from recordings, right? You'll hear one artist playing the melody this way and another artist playing it another way. And Of course, you can hear the general theme and idea of what the melody is. It's not like they're playing completely different melodies. It's just that one is taking certain liberties or playing a note this way versus another way. And what can happen is you get really confused about what the actual melody is. And this has us going straight to a real book or a piece of sheet music to try to figure it out. Let's back up for a second before we discuss the answer to how you know what the real melody is. And first talk about what is the value of learning a melody by ear versus sheet music? Because I do think that that's kind of the elephant in the room here. So learning a melody by ear is, in my opinion, the best way to learn a melody of a jazz standard, right? And there's a couple reasons for this. Number one is just because you find some sheet music online that has a melody notated a certain way does not necessarily mean that that is the actual original melody. Usually, all this certainly all this really means, rather, is the transcriber found a version of this jazz standard and notated it as such. In other words, doing the same thing that you would be doing by learning the melody by ear. Now, chances are that this transcriber, if it's a part of a of a, a good publication company like Hal Leonard or so on and so forth, chances are they've done their research. Chances are maybe they've found original sheet music from the original Broadway play or the film or fill in the blank, and they've used those use that kind of notation, use that version, but it's not necessarily always so. And also there's plenty of real books and different variations of sheet music out there that is going to have melodies notated a little bit differently. But the biggest problem really with learning melodies from sheet music is this. You end up getting this very static robotic expression of a melody To a song. So, for example, the best example I can give is Autumn Leaves, right? Autumn Leaves is a very simple melody, right? And if you were to read it from a real book, it would sound like this, right? That would be the melody. And if you listen to any recording of Autumn Leaves out there, that's not how they're playing it they're playing it more like this right they're adding some ornaments they're adding some you know expressions maybe some dynamics in there and so you end up kind of getting just this very basic version of the melody um now Don't get me wrong, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using sheet music to learn melodies. Um, My encouragement to you would just be, try to learn it by ear first. And then if you need to kind of check in with some notes, or you just kind of want to get that very basic version of what the melody could possibly be, then it's totally fine to use the sheet music as a resource. But remember, as jazz musicians, like the spirit of the music, and historically speaking, musicians learned this music by ear. And that's not good enough a reason, though, for you to do it. The the other reason, really, is you're going to improve your ear, right? By learning the melody. And so I I always tell our inner circle members, like if there's anything that you learn by ear, just make it the melody, right? The melody is the one thing you're going to learn by ear because it, you, the melody is the most important part of the song. Having it internalized that way, strengthening your ear, exercising that muscle, like you really can't go wrong. You're just going to improve your playing literally just by learning the melody by ear, which is, honestly, that's worth the time to me, right? So even if it's a struggle for you to learn things by ear, um, make that a good first effort, especially if the song, the melody is a little bit simpler. It's not like a bebop head or anything like that, okay? Um, so that aside now, how do you know what is the the real melody, right? The correct melody. Uh, Two big pieces of uh, advice here, big tips that I want you to take away here. If the song is a great American songbook tune, which would encapsulate songs that, for example, were um, adopted from old Broadway shows or old film, right? We're talking about, you know, really older tunes. Uh, We're talking about All the Things You Are. We're talking about Stella by Starlight, Um, We're talking about, um, again, these class, like all of me, these kinds of classic tunes. Well, look for artists like Frank Sinatra or other singers in that sort of vein as a resource for learning the melody straight. Like Frank will pretty much always sing the melody straight as is. He does not take a lot of liberties with the melody. He kind of just sings it the way the melody is, right? He just, that's the, that's the beauty of Frank Sinatra. His, he just has an amazing voice, an iconic voice, a powerful voice, and he just sings it as it is. His, his thing isn't like as much artistic expression with melody. It's his, is just like, I'm a, I'm a badass singer, and here I'm going to do this thing for you, right? Um, Iconic, right? One of the greats. So he's a good person to go to. Uh, Someone who you wouldn't want to go to, for example, would be Billie Holiday, right? She's a singer as well, but she takes lots of liberties with melodies, and that wouldn't be a good resource to learn a melody from because— she's really, that's a great place to look for, like, how you could mess with the melody, but not exactly how to do it straight. Um, So Frank Sinatra and t- singers like that, like Tony Bennett, for example, like, those guys are going to really sing the melody straight to great American songbook kinds of tunes. So check those out for those. Obviously, the problem that can come up is oftentimes singers aren't really singing the, the standards in what would be Known as the jam session changes, or the jam session key, or the original key, uh, and, and keep in mind sometimes those are different. Right? Sometimes the the key that the song was originally written in isn't really the key anymore. That people, if you went to a jam session or wanted to play a gig, are going to play that song in. So that's that's something to be aware. So you may have to transpose that melody. And so what I would do is I would just learn the melody from the recording in the key and then go back and do the work to transpose it to, to the new key and the, the, the key that you're trying to actually ultimately play it in. And so that can be a little bit of an extra step, a little bit of extra work here, but it's, it's well worth it, honestly. It really is. And then again, you get this added benefit of now you can play the melody in two different keys. It's just really a musical win all around. Um, okay, so that's that. The next category of tunes would be what I would call quote unquote jazz originals. And so jazz originals are songs that aren't adapted from old film and borrowed from other places. They're written by actual jazz musicians. So think John Coltrane tunes, think Miles Davis tunes, think Wayne Shorter tunes, Herbie Hancock tunes, so on and so forth. Like "Fee Fi Fo Fum is a Wayne Shorter tune. Um you know, even Blue Bassa, right? That's a Kenny Dorham tune, but it's played on Joe Henderson's uh, album, right? And so you want to go to the original source in these cases to learn these tunes. Like if you want to learn the melody of Giant Steps, the best place to go is straight to the Giant Steps recording, right? If you want to go to uh, how do I play... Freddie Freeloader or So What goes straight to the Miles Davis recording, right? Because Miles Davis is going to play the melody the way he intended it to, or the musicians on his albums are going to play the melodies the way he mostly intended them to be. A uh, little disclaimer there as well about Miles Davis, though, is again, Miles Davis is another one of those guys who does take liberties with, with melodies. So for example, you know It Could Happen to You, he's recorded that tune, but he doesn't necessarily play. It could happen to you, straight. Right? He he messes with it a little bit. He even omits some notes here and there, um, and that's kind of the fun of jazz too. Is like you can definitely stay true to the melody, but then play around with it a little bit and express it your own way, which is really what makes jazz exciting to me in the first place. So that's my advice there. Like learn it from a singer if it's a great American songbook, one who sings it straight, like Frank, or. If it's an original, a jazz original, as I'd call it, go to the original recording to learn the melodies. All right, that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all. And remember that a lot of practice time isn't near as good as just a little bit of really good practice time. Of course, remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't want you to miss out on any of them coming up here. Until then, happy practicing and cheers.